Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, the media monkeys and the junket junkies invite you to the plastic pantomime. Oh, I see so now I'm an outsider. Nobody is online. Media Outsiders. Let's broaden our minds. Rock and roll. Showtime. Uh-oh. Here comes old Pin Pants again. What's that time? Welcome to the Media Outsiders. A look at media from the outsider's point of view. If you want to be on the show, call 724 724- 898-2110. Now here's your host, Logan. Great host, you say. And I'm Logan. Well, it's Monday night, so that means it's time for the show that's heard coast to coast, nation to nation, entertainment unleashed, and that's the Media Outsiders. I'm your host, Logan, and the Media Outsiders is recorded live at 9 p.m. Central Time on Sundays when we do the show. We've been taking some time off here over the summer. Coming this fall, we'll be back on our regular schedule, so do look forward to that. But if you'd like to call in, if you'd like your voice to be heard, the number is 724-898-2110. Once again, 724-898-2110. Or you can join us, join us in our chat room, which is fun, free, and exciting by logging in at www.tinyurl.com forward slash media outsiders. And also be sure to check out our official website, mediaoutsiders.com. You'll find a lot of our past episodes, cast bios, a lot of interesting stuff there, mediaoutsiders.com. Now, it's been a long time since I've actually done that opening. The past couple of months, I decided to actually do the call once a month for a while just to take a break. And the past two months, no one showed up. So it's been about three months since I've done that. Scottish Pearl, how do I sound? You don't sound rusty at all. Don't sound rusty at all. Nope. Maybe that's because I've probably been doing this for 10 hours today, just practicing over and over and over over again. Nah. But like I said, we did decide to take some time off. Just uh, in honesty, I've been doing this show or the one before it for about 10 years now. And you you do get worn out. You get tired. So it, it was time to take a break. I mean, most TV shows cancel before that. So very it's, it's good to be back. And I do know that we're going to have someone popping in in a few minutes here. A certain cephalopod that everyone loves when he pops in. But until then, Uh-oh. Scottish Pearl, how, how have you been? I've been doing good. I've been just working on keeping cool, keeping the kids busy, and uh, getting ready to expect the third one in November. So Another, yeah. li- another little TMOite, right? That's right. <laughs> well, congratulations on that. So... And as, as Scottish Pearls knows, my life has been 
on the proverbial roller coaster the past number of months. Right. But hopefully things will settle down a little bit here because I got a new car this past Friday. I saw that. It's a nice one. It is a 2012 Ford Fusion. Oh, wow. And 50,000 miles on it. Now, a lot of people are slightly confused there. Uh, as some people know, a friend of mine on Facebook a couple of months back asked if she could start a GoFundMe page to help support my mom. And I'm not going to talk much about that page because it's very frustrating to me right now. Right. So uh, this lady told me it would be stress-free. She was going to do it all. And she's done one update since she opened the page two months ago. Oh. So, but one of the purposes she wanted to do was to get us a new car. And a friend of mine who is a Ford used car dealer, I, I saw him posting about a different car Friday. I popped out saying, if you can do X amount of dollars with no down, I'll take it. And he's kind of like, well, let's go through your finances. And of course, the whole world, the banks, all the banks laughed at me. Finally, Ford decided right. to, to buy out the loan. They, they picked up the loan. And he said, well, the car you wanted, we're not going to put you in it. We're going to put you in this 2012 Ford Fusion. So I've got, this, I've got this car with a whole bunch of little things, and I've been playing with it today. It has that <laughs> Microsoft sync where you can uh, talk hands-free over your phone and play songs off your phone, stuff like that. So... Yeah. But I am paying monthly payments. It wasn't a giveaway like a lot of people are wondering. Right. And the way the guy posted it made it sound like uh, they just gave me a car. No, it's $17,000. So I'm paying actually twice what I told them I could pay. So yeah. in about a month and a half, the stress will be coming when the first car payment comes. And it's twice what I normally can do. So. Right. And we have guest number three here in the chat room. Welcome. And we have a certain cephalopod lord pop in. Hello, Squid Lord. Howdy, howdy, howdy. How will you be? I am being <laughs> good, and Scottish, Cur Scottish Pearl is being good. I am oh, being that's, good. <laughs> that's very sad. She should be very, very bad. Yes, <laughs> we, we were talking about my new car. You might have seen the pictures on, on Facebook. Or a picture. I haven't. I haven't, because I'm lazy, and Facebook is not where I hang out. I got a uh, a 2012 Ford Fusion sold to uh, me on Friday. Doesn't run on Fusion, though. Not yet. I, I'm, I'm working on that. I'm trying to get that special Mr. Fusion, but Doc Brown just hasn't returned my calls yet. Look, look, just because I haven't grown out the hair yet. Oh, well, you're Doc Brown. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got to go by an alias when you develop alien horrible technologies for murder and time travel. <laughs> well, tomorrow, get me the go forward in time. Get me the winning lottery numbers, if you would, please. I I can't do that. Unfortunately, the time police that I set up th three thousand years from now would stop me. It's very awkward. I mean, it's complicated. Okay. And, yeah. So, Squid, I assume you watched. Game of Thrones tonight, and Pearl, did you watch it too? I will be watching it later. It it ran like 12 minutes over, so 
prepare yourself for a long, hard ride. That's like how I like it, so it's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's rough. It's dirty. Bad things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people. I, things happen. I can't help it's you. Game it of a Thrones. Good, it's a, it's a good season exactly. ender. Well, okay. Let, is, let uh, me let me ask this because of course last season they killed off Jon Snow and the the whole world panicked. Right. Did they I kill panicked. Did they kill him off again? No. Now, I won't ask who they killed off because, of course, they always kill someone off. So. Oh, oh, do I, oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> I'm choosing to believe Jon Snow is immortal now because it makes my life feel safer. Um, there are good arguments to believe that is in fact the case. So, yeah, sure. Now, I've only watched a few episodes here or there, and I am choosing to believe that my two favorite characters will probably make it through probably to the end of the series. Because they're the two stars of it, pretty much. Peter Dinklage. And, in, yeah. and uh, Amelia Clark. Uh, Daenerys? Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say for sure Daenerys will make it through to the end, but there, there's, a, there's a good strong chance. She's going to marry Jon Snow and rule the kingdoms. Uh, that's not going to happen. That is, how, <laughs> that is what happens, that's, because they're that related. That's happen. how they marry. But, <laughs> That is not untrue. They are related, and yeah, the Trigarians are from Alabama. I, I will grant that. But yeah, I don't, I don't see them hooking up. No, no, I've built my safe bubble. Okay, she, she's gonna, she's gonna marry Peter Dinklage, and have medium-sized kids. No, no. Well, they would be very no. small because they're both very small people. They're but, both very small. Uh, yeah. No, don't see that happening either. And that, let's just say things are in motion, in motion, and and winter is no longer coming. Is winter here then? <laughs> Can't tell you for sure. <laughs> Can't tell you for sure, but I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't go outside without a coat. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm so excited! Well, I guess I will be watching this then this coming week. So. I will also put this in. Cersei wears the most fabulous outfit I have seen on this show. And this is a show for people who love costuming. This oh, is the best really outfit is. I've ever seen. Seriously. I love the clothes on this show. Oh, they're awesome. Yes. So, so yeah, you got that to look forward to. You'll be like, oh, my God, Alex was right. Oh, ah. My next cosplay. Okay, well let oh, me let yeah, me ask this I, one, and I, I don't so. I don't remember her name, but the youngest Stark girl, the one who's training to be assassin. Arya. Arya. Does she have a name yet? Since isn't she? Oh yeah, no her one? name's Arya Stark. But isn't she going by she the? She took her name back. No one. Oh, uh, did you not see last week's? No, apparently you did I, not. I saw bits and let's, pieces of last week. Let's just say that. Some of her education has begun to pay off. She's coming back full force. I'm just saying, some of her education may have begun to be useful. And, okay. And, and when I talk about her education, I mean the fact that every time she meets somebody, they say, Hey, Arya, have I taught you how to kill somebody today? Come over here. Let me show you. Come here. You'll love it. <laughs> Everybody thinks she needs to be a killer. 
And they're all yeah. apparently right. A killer yeah, or, a, or a time lord, one or the other. So No, no, no. She's a cold, hard murderess, and, and that's... That's uh, that's that's what we like about it. Well, I mean, you know, she's she's not as hot as Yara, but she's hot. She's okay. Before we jump into into some reviews and such, let's do the box office. We haven't done it for a while. Starting oh, at man, I'm out of it. Starting at number five, Free State of Jones, the new uh, Matthew McConaughey film, came out today. Seven point seven million dollars, fifty million dollar budget. I don't think it's going to do very well. Wow. No, no. And it will do done for. It's not so much that Matthew McConaughey is done for, though he is kind of overexposed right now. The yeah. problem is it's not a very good story and if you have any idea of the history of the you know, the the actual the events of story they're telling, yeah. it doesn't end well for them. Let's just let's put it out there. It doesn't end well. Number four, The Shallows, which also opened this weekend, $16.7 million, $17 million budget, so they'll probably make their money back. Number number three, Central Intelligence, which I saw a couple of weeks ago, the uh, Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart film, $18.3 million, $69 million domestic growth in two weeks, $50 million budget. They'll make their money. I, I don't know. Am I the only one that's a little concerned about... Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart making another film. Like, guys, I like you, but don't do it. Yeah, I mean, my, a scale of 1 to 10, I gave the film a 5. Uh, I mean, it had some good humor there, but there was nothing spectacular about it. And yeah. it, was, it was 90 minutes, and for a matinee price, get out of the heat. Okay, that's about what it was for me. It's 90 minutes that you don't feel was stolen from you, but no. maybe you could have done something better. Well, I mean, I was sitting in a movie theater instead of sitting in the 100, 190 heat index here down in Arkansas. So, yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Number two opening this weekend, and people thought it would be a huge hit. I don't think it's going to be anything that well. Independence Day resurgence, forty million, $41 million, $165 million dollar budget and I went and saw this and of course it can never do the same thing as the original Independence Day no no it's 20 years later the aliens come back they come back with a vengeance uh, I don't know humans very well now let, okay let me ask you guys a question you, you've seen the original Independence Day what happened to Brent Spiner's character in that? Uh, he was killed by an alien. You know, yeah. Choked out. Maybe not killed, I guess. It wasn't fully on screen. Oh, well, I mean, choked to the I mean, dead. Choked, bug-eyed. Used as a puppet. He, I mean, yeah. everyone thinks he's dead. Well, no, he's one of the starring characters in this film. As he's been in the trailers, which made us a little confused. But well, some people yeah. were hoping it might be an identical twin, hippie brother, cousin, whatever. Identical mm -hmm. twin cousin. Yeah, that sounds good. But, uh, uh, but, but they claimed he was in a coma since those events of the first film. You know what? We didn't see him after he hit the wall, so I guess that's theoretically possible. And Brent Spiner does need a sandwich once in a while, so sure. <laughs> 
Well, no, well, no, because he he's packed on the weight. He didn't need a sandwich. When he was in that coma, they stuffed him. He needs he needs to ride around in that Ferrari, which he does not own. He's only leasing. It's okay. It's okay, Brent. We love you. It's fine. I'm sorry. You they need to bring him back to next generation crew and put Data back to work for a little bit just to give him that paycheck. But <laughs> just put him in the holodeck for a little bit. Uh, that's a whole different nightmare. Ah, but number one this weekend, Squid Lord, what do you always say? Never bet against the kids movie. <laughs> That's right. Ellen DeGeneres is back second week in a row with Finding Dory, $73 million, $286 million domestic, no budget listed. It's, and It's a pair. It's, it's not. It, it's made its money and it will continue to make its money forever. Yeah. I I have not seen it. I never saw Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo was okay. I have no interest in seeing Finding Dory, but there are some people of our generation, my generation in particular, who are seriously emotionally vested in yeah. Nemo and Dory. Like, I don't care how old the kid is ahead of me. They better get the hell out of the way because I've been waiting 13 years for this movie. All right, yeah. you can have it. It's fine. Now, I did see a kid's movie a couple of weeks back, because this summer I have been babysitting a four- and a seven-year-old. No squid, you can't eat them. No, I don't want to. So, You're too old by then. <laughs> yeah, too old. A couple, couple of weeks back we went and saw the Angry Birds movie. I bet it had birds that were angry. Yeah, yes, it did. And the the funny thing is that the four-year-old, his favorite animated character is Olaf, the snowman from Frozen. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and the actor, I forgot what, Josh Gad, I think is his name. Josh Gad. Yes. Who is a fine Broadway musical actor. Yes, he is. He does the voice of one of the birds here in this film, and he uses Olaf's voice. Oh, and of course he does, because he's got one voice. Yep, pretty much. And Keegan was looking everywhere on the screen for Olaf for an hour and a half, wondering. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just kind of like, no, no, he he's the bird. He's the yellow bird. Olaf, where's Olaf? Oh, no. So, and it, it's particularly funny because he doesn't know Olaf. He calls it Nolof. I, so he doesn't call it Zoloff like the rest of us. Mm. <laughs> and I will say, Keegan got a standing ovation at the end of the movie because they were doing some little outtakes during the film and everything. And whenever he hears music, he gets up and dances. And the audience was still sitting there, and he's standing up there in the handicap row dancing to the music. And the audience oh, actually geez. they they stood up and clapped for him. So it was a fun day for for those two. But uh, a couple of movies that people thought would be big hits have not been. X-Men Apocalypse is number eight this week, $2.4 million. It might hasn't even made budget domestically yet. It might make its budget internationally, maybe. Well, internationally, it probably has. It's $151 million domestically, $178 million budget. I mean, worldwide, $523 million total. So, yeah, I mean, it's no blockbuster for 
the X-Men series. Is it a blockbuster by terms of traditional film measurement? Yeah. Is it a good movie? Oh, hell no. No. <laughs> what? Nope. Did you say no? Yeah, I said no. I haven't seen it yet. Here, let me let me do the entire movie <sighs> for you in four it. seconds. You'll like this. You'll like this. Hey, you guys, what? Is it really bad around here? Yes, it's really bad around here. Oh, I'm so emotionally wrought. Me too. I'm really emotionally wrought. Huh. There you go. Whole movie right there. Oh. Yep. No, let me. Let, actually, I can do it faster. <clears throat> Is this a Brian Singer movie? Done. Yep. I mean, the the only halfway decent thing in two halfway decent things in the film. Uh, well, I'll say two and a half. Was of course the the Quicksilver yeah. little little running gag. That was the best thing in the film. And it, it wasn't it wasn't as good as it. the first. Yeah, it had. Sophie. I mean, I'm I'm down for Sophie Turner. Don't get me wrong, but I'm giving her uh, the half because her coming out is at the end during the the battle, and I won't tell people what it is, but it was a much better representation than what happened in the third movie. Yeah, but but so was a four year old's drawing series better than Aww. the fourth movie. Yes, you're right. And, of yeah. course, they had a little Wolverine cameo for about five minutes, and we got to see a little bit of Wolverine's Berserker rage in there. Ooh. Uh, yeah, like like Jackman getting ragey, that's all. Like 65, uh, 65 Army soldiers versus one Wolverine that's been released, and Wolverine walks out at the end. <laughs> yeah, well, duh. I mean, that's not even a <laughs> fair fight. Yeah. So... And people got to Civil see him War in his little in his little thing. Weapon X metal helmet, or half of it at least. So, but that has been the box office uh, number thirteen superhero movie still going on: Civil Captain War. America: Civil War, one point four. Which I finally get around to seeing. Well, good. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Four hundred and three million dollars domestic, two hundred and fifty. Yeah, they made their budget. Yeah, yeah, and they made really good bank internationally. Yeah, like 1.5 they're, they're worldwide, I think. It, and I'll say this for it, it wasn't even that great a movie. Well, I liked it. Well, let's, like talk, of it. let's talk about it. And what? Okay, scale of 1 to 10, Squid, what do you give it? I really kind of have to give it a 6. Uh, at least it's, a, it's above average. So. Yeah, I mean, it's... And, there, and that's not to say there were not bits of it I enjoyed. There were bits of it I really quite enjoyed. Uh, some of the acting was quite good. And then there was, unfortunately, the writing, which uh, was not, not, really, not really good. <laughs> it's uh, oh, painful. Bad. Uh, I'm happily distracted by action scenes. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and a fight scene that doesn't have to happen, though. I don't you know, care. That, Give That's my more. thing. I'm like, if this if this fight scene could have not happened with a 30-second conversation, it's probably something that shouldn't ought to happen. And that's almost every fight scene in Civil War. But in particular, the big one. But the, the, the one thing that really pleased me is I got to see Ant-Man again. Cause I, oh, he was so fun. I love Ant-Man. I'm so glad he was there. I was like, yes. 
And and he got he, to grow as Giant Man. That's yes. correct. That I is love correct. That. And probably the best thing for Ant Man was the classic scene of him riding on one of Hawkeye's arrows there. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was I, fun. I, what I really wanted was Scott Lang and and Clint Barton to go off and have their own movie. That's that's what I wanted while watching Civil War. I was like, man, I love watching these guys. And I kind of wish the rest of them would go away and let us have oh, a real story. Thanks. All right, well, we got, we got to bring up the subject here. What did you guys think of Spider-Man? I didn't want him in the movie. It, it's Spider-Man. He can appear in anybody's comic book. It's what happens. That's what he does. And, I mean, I know, I guess, with, with the Civil War comic book storyline, he had a major part in it. He, he did. I mean, he, he was... But he, let's ignore the comic book storyline, because that has almost nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. I mean, l- literally almost nothing to do. I liked the the new, young Spidey. It reset Peter Parker to, you know, back where he should be in terms of relation to the rest of the, the world. It's really young. Young, hot Aunt May, on the other hand, made me feel inappropriate. Right? I mean, was, look, uh, I'm willing to accept hot Aunt May. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, but she at least needs to have white hair. Give me that. Or, like, some white in it. Something. Yeah, even, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take a streak. A hot streak, sure, why not? It just, Joey just feels more like, a little bit more towards the grandma spectrum than the no, aunt yeah. spectrum for me, you know? I'm, I'm willing to accept the, all right, it's your your mother's sister, and you're 15, which makes, you know, her maybe in her 30s, late 30s, but I need something. you got to give me something. I always thought like, it was mother's older sister. Um, It could be. I'd, I'd be willing to accept a, a, a late 40s. Well, I and mean. Maybe even early 50s. The actress, yeah. uh. Torme, I forgot her. Marissa Torme. Marissa is it? Torme. Marissa. She she is fifty yeah. or fifty one. So I mean, yeah, but you know what? So I mean, she could, I, Aunt May could be fifty or fifty one in there. Yeah, uh, she needs to look it. I yeah. get mad at bitches that age that look better than me. <laughs> I'm willing to accept that as a reasonable position to take. That's a reasonable uh, position. <laughs> and if and if anybody wants to go into spoilers, man. He totally deserved to eat dirt. Oh yes! <laughs> oh my God! All right, okay, am, am, am I uh, am I spoiler free on this one? Can I just like unleash the beast? Well, like, it, cool? the movie has been out for eight weeks, so uh, sure. yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Freaking Rode! I mean, geez, why am I supposed to be pissed off that he screwed up? And got shot down by the frickin' vision, and then hits the ground and doesn't have the wherewithal to frickin' die. <laughs> what the hell? Look, you guys were all set up to actually have something important happen. But James Rode getting paralyzed from the waist down is basically just, hey guys, who is invested in large amounts of cybernetics and, you know, interaction technologies? Oh, it's your buddy, Tony Stark! You lost nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> oh, I felt so cheated when I and when he oh, when the shot took him out and he's going to crash down. I'm like, well, this is cheap as hell. <laughs> oh. I I felt cheated before he even hit the ground. I'm like, he's not dead because 
they won't have those kind of balls. And they didn't. They, I was no, right. they won't. Yeah, I was so pissed off. And I mean, everyone and was sitting there hoping died. or expecting either Iron Man or Captain America. Because, of course, with the Civil War story, Captain America, sorry, it's been, what, eight years, ten it's years now? You, you, you get to, to tell that. Captain America oh, yeah, gets, yeah. gets killed off at the end. Yes. Took, took up by a sniper, wasn't it? I, I didn't read it. Read yes. The, uh, yes, he did. It, it, it was a particularly, I, I, at the time, people were really pissed. But when you look back at the story arc, it was a particularly poignant commentary on what was kind of not a great story leading up to it because civil war is not the best stories it's it's got a lot of hooks but it's not a great narrative in and of itself but actual losses and sacrifices that actually meant something that was a big deal and cap getting capped by a sniper which is his girlfriend wasn't it it was it was the one getting into that yeah, but I mean, she was brainwashed and or something like that, from what I understand. And yeah, I honestly, at this point in the Marvel universe, anybody that does something a little strange, they should be like, "Oh no, man, I can't get pissed off at you. You're probably just mind controlled or something." Yeah, yeah. happens all the freaking time. Lo- Loki has his scepter somewhere. Right, look, there's like six billion ways to mind control people. Half yeah. of you know, half of Thor two, the Lost World was people being mind-controlled and addled. Half of uh, half of Civil War... I Just everything. Scarlet Freaking Witch. Bucky. Why are you getting pissed off at Bucky for being in cold storage and brain-raped and completely reprogrammed when not, not more than, like, five years ago, you spent how much time brainwashed trying to destroy the world... And, you know, so is Clint and half the people in this group. Come on. Mm-hmm. Give him up. Give it up. Stop being a Yeah, bitch. it's not his fault. No. And they ought to be on board with that. <sighs> now, yeah, there's so much about that story that just t- takes me off. I'm going to throw out a name. You guys tell me how you felt about him. Black Panther. Wow. I was expecting not to to enjoy Black Panther, but in the end, I ended up being like, "Yeah, all right, this is this is a good addition to the story." I was so happy with that character and how it was portrayed, and he was my fun favorite character in the movie, which I really enjoyed. That he liked Black Panther so much. It, he also had a pretty good motivation. It's like, yeah, dude killed your father. I get why you would probably not care about these other complications. Right, yeah. Cool. But why are you running around with Tony Stark? <laughs> Seriously, dude, you're from Wak... I almost said you're from Wakanda. Wakanda. Which, not really a banking organization. <laughs> you're from Wakanda. Your entire existence is predicated around keeping your hyper-technology a secret from the world at large. Brainwashing? Secrets? Uh, cybernetic enhancements? You can't really talk. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, I get the the revenge thing, but there's no reason you would be hanging out with Tony and them. You'd be doing your own thing, and I would be cool with that. Well, we got Squid. We got your uh, six out of ten, Pearl. What did you give it? I give it. I give it an eight out of ten. And I, I do Ooh. the same. I oh, actually oh. I enjoyed it. Now, I mean, 
depend because of how much it did diverse from the comic series, and I have read up on Wikipedia and stuff like that on the comic series stuff like that. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. There were some stupid, stupid things there, like the opening battle. I mean, you have all the new Avengers there to take out Crossbones, yep. except the one person that could have stopped the explosion, Vision. Where was he at? Uh, oh, where was he? Staying at home, wishing he was touching himself while thinking about Wanda. So pretty much most of the 80s. I mean, of course, if they had him there, he would have taken away the threat, yes. But but still. Uh, it, here's the thing, though. Uh, <clears throat> nobody at any point said, yes, it was a terrible thing. That bomb went off and took out people on this floor of this high, uh, skyscraper. It's horrible. But we didn't set up the bomb. Uh, we didn't set off the bomb. And it would have killed a whole lot more people if we hadn't have got it off street level. So you guys can kiss my shiny metal ass. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I wanted them to do in that meeting with with General Ross, or Secretary Ross. Yeah. Now he's sec- I mean, he, he talks about the Avengers incident in New York. Okay? Yeah. Look at all the damage and the lives that were lost there. But why don't we, uh, I, I was wanting Tony Stark or Rhodey to sit there and say, well, what about you guys launching a nuclear missile at New York? <laughs> yeah, I vaguely recall deflecting nuclear missile. Whose bomb was that? Oh, that was yours, dumbass. Yeah. I, and here's the thing. Here's the really painful thing. That whole time, I'm thinking of Tony Stark in Iron Man and Iron Man 2, when he went up before congressional oversight committees and said, Oh, you want my armor? You can't have it. Too bad. And here, let me show you why. But remember his arc from Avengers 2. Yes. And how all of the stuff he was trying to create and doing it on his own, etc., etc., led to all that shit. Yeah, I remember their version of the Armor Wars arc, and it was still stupid. He's a little bit horsewhip. Yes, he's guilty because of what Ultron did. He feels guilty. Yeah. Oh, so he, wait, wait. Why does yeah. he feel guilty? He's already had at least one major success in artificial intelligence. You know, that artificial intelligence that everybody runs around with and hangs out with, Jarvis. Jarvis, everybody loves. It's a completely sapient artificial intelligence with access to all of Tony Stark's technology. And everybody loves him. And then everybody gets really upset. He's working on artificial intelligence. No, dumbass. He's already done artificial intelligence. He's tinkering around with, well, a piece of ancient alien hypertech, which you might could get upset about, but you can't get upset that he wants to use it to work on something he's already solved. And, I mean, yeah, back looking back at Avengers with that, I mean, the stupid thing with it, in, when the first Avengers, when they got the Tesseract back, what did Thor want to do immediately? Take Loki and the uh, Tesseract yeah. back to Asgard as fast as he could. Yep. Here, with with uh, Loki's staff, well, gee, I'm going to wait around for That's a couple of days for the party. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's. It took us a year to get uh, this thing back, but okay, let's just wait around and have a party and let it get stolen. Yeah, what's a year? <laughs> you know, at, at, once you've been there a year, what's a few more days? I'm I'm okay with that part. That wasn't even the dumb part. But, you know, hey, let's just 
not put it in a vault. Uh, let's do some research on it. it. I'm cool with Tony Stark doing the research. The man is the dude when it comes to breaking things down. If you can't get, you know, if you can't get Bruce Banner working on the project, you get Tony Stark. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, he's the right guy. But really, this is something you don't want him to have to be doing off the books. You kind of want to put a team there with him so that he has some people to bounce ideas off of, and they go, maybe we ought to, maybe we ought to do this by parts. <laughs> maybe <laughs> we ought to not give it network access. How about that? I'm like, Can I, all right. Yeah, well, let's put him in a laboratory that's air-gapped, right? <laughs> yeah, let's give him a proper lab for researching ancient hypertech alien stuff. Just saying. Ah. <sighs> And and that's really the plot hook that drives Tony Stark's degeneration as a character. We thought it was going to be Demon in a Bottle, where D- D- Tony Stark gets de- you know overwhelmed by the stuff that he's doing and worried about the world, and gets lost in his work and starts drinking and just loses track and as a person. No, no, that was fine. We got rid of that in about an hour. <laughs> that was no problem. Ah. No, the degeneration, I can speak, I just need to slow down. The degeneration started when he stopped having people that cared enough about him to go, dude, cut that crap out. Yeah. And, yeah, I just... You take Pepper out of the picture and he goes loose. No, actually, I can understand Pepper having her fill of that. That's, That's... I'm totally down for that. Besides, she's all jacked up on extremists now, and I'm down for that, too. That's what we needed. We needed extremist Pepper to show up. And, and by the way, uh, Robert Robert Downey Jr. is flip-flopping again. He announced this week that he, he could be up for a fourth Iron Man coming up. Sure. He'd like another Ferrari. Yeah. I was, I was saying Disney backed up the armored truck to his... To his front door and would you like some money, sir? Yeah, yeah, yeah they go it. Yeah, because honestly, when he's done, who the heck is going to play Stark? Nobody. There's nobody that can There's play nobody. Tony Stark for a good five to ten years after RDJ is done with the role. And maybe no, because they would just be slaughtered. Like, same, yeah. same, thing, the, same thing with Wolverine. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that that role is his. Um, I'm going to say same thing with Captain America for me. You know, it's yeah. getting that way. Um, I like Chris Evans as Captain America, and Captain America is he is Chris Evans is really good at being the moral voice of the group. Oh, he's just so good at it. He wears that suit so well. <laughs> Yeah, I guess if you're into that, that's that's fine, too. <laughs> he does work it well. It's fine. But, yeah, he is very, very good at being the moral voice. And I'm totally down for that. Perfectly sensible and reasonable. And I, you, you, yeah. you take it from him. You're not insulted by him. No, no. I mean, you might disagree with him. Right. For legitimate reasons. But yet you realize when it comes to a moral question, he's always going to be right. Because that yeah. is Captain America's true power. He is always morally right. He may be factually wrong, but he's morally yeah. right. Yeah. 
Well, let me throw out another movie here. One that I doubt you have seen. Maybe Pearl might have. The new Turtles film. I have not seen it. Well, I have not seen the first one either. I have a hard... I, um, that's, a, that's a childhood thing for yeah, me, so I'm not if, sure I can do the new one. If I wanted someone to touch my childhood inappropriately, I've got a line. I don't need them to. I, I will say I did go see it, and they introduced three new characters in this film. I do know that, yeah. Rocksteady and Bebop, and I think they did a fantastic job with how they handled those characters. I still don't like the turtles, the new turtles. I no. Why do they need that muscly look? I like the ones from the 90s movie. They, the also, 90s they also did the first live screen version of Krang. <sighs> and, I mean, for how bad it could have gone. Oh, I can imagine much bad. worse things. Is that what yes. you're saying? Krang oh. was, was, it was pretty decent how they handled it. They had the Technodrome, and they had his robotic body. So, I mean, they handled it, and Look, it, it worked pretty decent how they did it. The, the truth is, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles should never, ever, ever, ever repeat ad infinitum have been a live-action movie in any universe, including ours. Animated movies? Abso-frickin-lutely. Oh, yeah. But live-action? No! Because it's stupid-looking! There's no way to make it cool-looking in real life. Stop it! My 90s movies were just fine! No, no. Yeah, look, look. you may have enjoyed I go, them. I haven't watched them since I was a kid, so this is my yeah. fond memory time. Look, go back and watch them. You will admit, you had fun, because the plots are silly and fun. But, man, they do not look good. They just don't. They don't look good, because oh. you cannot make a humanoid turtle move in any way appropriate <laughs> to what you need when they're called mutant ninjas. <laughs> It's just not possible. I just accept that, and and you go. You know what? If this was animated, it'd be awesome, and you'd be right because the animated show was quite good. Yep. But live I've action. I've seen the uh, the current animated one as well, and my kids quite like that one. Mm. Yeah, I mean that one was pretty it's well got done. A totally I, different vibe. I watched the first couple of seasons and everything, and I mean with that one there. There's a ton of Krang. They're all Krangs. Yeah, yeah. An army of Krangs. Yep. So. Yeah. But didn't they, uh, did they have Casey in this movie? Oh, yeah. Played by, uh. And he wasn't in the first one, was he? Played by Errol. I know. He's always got a shit post about it on his Facebook page. <laughs> <sighs> but it's still not impotent enough for me to watch the movie. Sorry. No. It's it's not. I love him, but no. Look, you cannot you can't watch movies based on the actors. It will disappoint you. You can occasionally watch movies based on directors or even for those true geeky insiders, scriptwriters. Because if you follow scriptwriters, they are actually, you know, they they are generally pretty consistent. Directors also pretty consistent. Sometimes yeah. you even find a producer you like who does stuff well. And and follow them, but actors, it's just you're going to be disappointed. 
You're going to be disappointed. Except when it comes to turtles and you find a producer named Michael Bay who just likes to destroy things. Destroy your childhood. Look, Michael Bay is the best. Michael Bay is the best second unit director working in the business right now. Don't give him a movie. Make him the guy that you say, all right, I need you to go film the action scene. I need you to go do this. Here's the script you're going to use, and here's your money. Go get me something good. He'll come back with footage that's freaking awesome. But he has no taste in actual story or writing or plot. Or dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So don't, don't, don't make him do that. Don't let him do that. Give him what he's good at. Don't don't talk to me about Transformers movies. I'll just cry. And don't we, we don't want Squid to cry. No. Let's move on. Uh, yeah. Well, moving on then. Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl. Thoughts? I, I'm going to tell you the truth about Legends of Tomorrow. I sat down to binge watch it. I hadn't watched it ever. I sat down with the intent of going, all right. Now that I've got all the story in one place, I can just go through it. It'll be awesome. I made it to episode five, and then I threw it against the wall. What? Because it's crap. I love it. It's crap. And the, I love the, it. The, the part that really pisses me off, I will watch crap. I will watch crap that, you know, doesn't have stuff that I go, wow, that could have been... If it's just Capricorn. undifferentiated garbage... I'm okay. The problem is there's some really good parts of of Legends of the Future and they will never ever get the focus they need. And I knew that. I could see it. It's like, oh you bastards. Because really what I wanted was uh, Captain Cold and Heatwave and Ray Parker to go off on their own thing. <laughs> I didn't care about anybody else by the end of episode 5. So... The only thing the only thing I said was thank God they killed that Khufu bastard. Because I hated him from day one. Yep. But yeah, Captain Cold, Leonard Snart is my favorite part of that whole thing. And he plays so... off of Heatwave and Ray Parker. Captain. What? They killed Captain Cold. No, He's I just dead. See? Told you. So now I you're glad you didn't watch it. I don't yeah, know now I'm like, oh. Uh, you killed off one of the most interesting characters who oh, actually drove dynamicism. But, but this next season, they're bringing him back because, in fact, uh, the act. He doesn't care. Well, it's no, a time because, machine. What? It's nobody he, dies forever on a time machine. Well, no, he, he's not. he's not one of the regular cast on Legends. He has now been hired as regular cast all across. The three series, all, all the DC stuff. All right, that's, that's good for me. Because awesome. because yes. Grant Gustin announced either late last week or this week that season three will be Flashpoint. Yeah, we knew that from oh, the last episode. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they confirmed it. I mean, he came out. He yeah, actually they didn't confirmed need to confirm it. it. All right, so. I, I, we saw the story. There was no confirmation necessary. Hey, you traveled back in time and saved your mom. It's freaking Flashpoint. There's nowhere else to go. Which means they can so bring they can bring Leonard Snart back. Flashpoint is. <sighs> so they do have to come out and say it. So now a bunch of people can Wikipedia this stuff. 
Oh, for love of God. Or they could just watch <laughs> the show and enjoy it like crazy people. Which, right. which they can't do a true Flashpoint because they said they're never going to have Batman on it. And Yeah, without 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 uh, Bruce Wayne and his father, we can't have a proper Flashpoint. Have you seen the animated Flashpoint? Yes, I have. It's on it's on Netflix. I love it. It's horrible and I love it. Yep. Sometimes bad stuff is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean the Thomas Wayne Batman is maybe the biggest running in joke I have ever seen on a show. It's like, oh, that's right. You're making references to the Batman of the 40s and 50s. Awesome. Yep, because back and then, in the 30s and 40s, Batman actually used a gun. Yeah. And and now he doesn't. I want you to remember that, movies. You heard what I said, Affleck. No guns. He doesn't use a gun. Yeah. You have to you have to speak very clearly so they can hear you enunciate no, and things for them. <laughs> no guns? No rifles. If he pulls something that looks like a gun, it's a grappling hook, all right? Glad we got that worked out. Thanks, Affleck. <laughs> Affleck. Did you see he's supposed to direct the solo movie? Yes. Yes he is. He's gonna direct and star. I I am always leery of direct and star. As well you should be. Because one of those jobs is hard. Both of those jobs is like, mm, I don't know. I dude. would implode. Yep. How do you do them both well? It's Focus in one area. They're completely different jobs. Focus in one area. My hope is that Affleck has discovered that he actually really loves the character. But my fear is he only <laughs> thinks he loves the character and he and really just wants to penetrate him from behind before walking out. It's so depressing if well, you don't love the character. And I, I have to say yeah. this for Affleck, and I'm not a fan of Ben Affleck, but he did Affleck. direct, he directed and starred in, what was it, Argic, Argus? The one about the... Argo? Uh, Argo, the one about the, the hostage, the Iranian yeah, hostage. Yeah, I do. I do. He, he, that he directed and starred in it and did an excellent job. But but that's not as demanding as a superhero yeah. movie. I that's mean, not even, not even a third as demanding. But people. A, people will watch it, which is um, way better than Argus. But I... It's tough. Or Argo, I think we said it was. Whatever. Argo, yeah. But, you See, know... Nobody watched it. People say, oh, it's just a superhero movie. How hard is no. that to direct? Bullshit. <laughs> How many moving parts? Intricacy. There are a ton of moving parts in a superhero movie, and they don't all happen at once. No. You get the effects correlated with the sound effects, correlated with the acting, correlated with the blue screen, correlated with the green screen, correlated with the making sure your actors have continuity. There's there's so much going on in a superhero film because they're so effects heavy. And I, yeah, I just on that isn't actually happening. That yeah, you have I don't to know. Matching up. I Ben yeah. Affleck. I know this is going to sound crazy coming from me. Ben Affleck is a fine director. I He's a good director. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I agree. Director. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's Batman director. I just hope. I just like please let the tone be right. Let the tone be right. Yeah, I mean, nobody had any fun in Superman versus Batman. 
and there was no fun in that movie. And it's actually showing because I don't know if you saw what happened. Of course, <laughs> Justice League Part One and Two is uh-huh. supposed to be filming, and now it's just Justice League. They have axed apparently Part Two. Well, they don't know if it's going to be any good or anybody's right. going to watch it. Well, and they're like releasing things saying like there's going to be lots of laughs in it or something. I'm like, come on, that's yes, not advertise. Bat- Batman's no, no, no. up on on top of uh, police headquarters at the back bat signal, cracking jokes. I actually said they filmed that. I, you know what? If they were doing a reboot of the 1966 Batman with Ben Affleck being Adam West, I would watch the hell out of that. Oh my goodness, that would be awesome. How and fun. that was goofy and campy and fun. Yes. But that's absolutely not what they're doing. No. Do you know what they need to do for for Justice League? Uh, they not need, do it. They need to show Batman climbing up the wall with the bat rope with, <laughs> with, with <laughs> the set tilted. And have have someone maybe have uh maybe have Zack Snyder pop out the window saying, Hmm, what are you doing? <laughs> You know, here's the problem. That would be cool. That would be actually fairly cool. The, the problem is that the director would never be down for doing anything that interesting. Nope. I just really don't want this crap to ruin our Wonder Woman. It's ruined. Just, so just accept. It's ruined now. I just, I just it's done. I really want a Wonder Woman movie. I just really want it to be good. Like I just. It's like, done. Yes, no, 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 no. Okay. It's done. It's going to be no. crap, and you know it. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's I'm done. It's going to be garbage. It, 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 I would accept that it was going to be fun and campy, but they've already proven they have no idea what they're talking about. Even, and especially even, when we look at what they're doing to promote Suicide Squad. Uh, yes, that's looking to be my biggest superhero disappointment. I know. I have I have no interest in Suicide Squad. Nope. No, and I should. I, of all of us, I'm the one that should be excited for Suicide Squad. Oh, it's a bunch of villains doing the Suicide Squad thing? Yeah, I'm... I'm all it. No, no. I was excited just, for it. They have that ended managed, very quickly. Yeah, I again, no fun. And and every time that they say, "Oh, we've gone back to do reshoots," and it's That's and we've added comedy, guys. If the comedy was not in the script to begin with, it, it ain't there. No, no amount of reshoots. Flow through it. Yeah, just you, know, it, you, you have, can't work. You have a, something that keeps being repeated, you know, a sort of gay. Well, you, you want to see funny? Look at Deadpool. That's funny. Yes. Speaking Bloody of rewrites, Lord. what do you think about this news for Rogue One, the new, the next Star Wars film coming out, and how they've don't had care. to go back and had to rewrite half of it right now? D- don't care. It's a Star Wars film. Uh-huh. And I, I, that's harsh. But let's be honest. What did you expect? I was rather interested in actually looking forward to this concept of actually I seeing something too. without without the main characters in it. Oh yeah, I I was absolutely when when that was the the story, I was like, huh, I'm kind of intrigued because Star Wars is a big world and there's lots of stories to be told in it. I yeah. like, I yeah. like that. Now, 
Oh, yeah, and, and by the way, uh, James Earl Jones is doing Darth Vader's voice again. Well, well I mean, screw I, you guys. I mean, you, 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 guys. you had to expect Maybe Vader like to be in it. I don't even care. They've, they've made the connection. They've gone out of their way to tie it back in when it absolutely never had to be and would be better without. I know what this means. I know where this leads. I don't want any part of it. It will... Redboxed it. At its worst, at its worst, it will be worse than the last Star Wars movie, which was bad. There's no way around it. It was complete crap. Wait, wait, if wait. I wanted to watch, if I wanted to watch Star Wars Episode Four, I'd freaking watch Star Wars Episode Four. Thanks, guys. You're not going <laughs> to recast it better. Oh, thanks for bringing in Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher to remind me of the movie I could be watching and having fun with instead of this crap. Thanks a lot. So, you know, at, at, at worst, Rogue One will be worse than that. But at its best, all it can aspire to is being slightly better than that. Well, it has to be better than Phantom Menace. That's all I'll say. Mm, you know, at this point in my life, I'm starting to look at Phantom Menace and go, well, that could have been worse. Well, I mean, Phantom oh, Menace did have some good things in it. Of course. True. Liam Neeson. The I mean... Oh, okay. It had Liam Neeson's acting. So, I mean, right there, that's that's worth it for me. Because, I mean, a uh, okay. huge fan for Liam Neeson. Well, and it, and it had... Uh, oh, God. The guy that was playing Obi-Wan. Ewan McGregor? Uh, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor was the best actor in that movie by far. And was nailing a Sir Alec Guinness impersonation so hard. I was like, can we just have this guy? And and maybe Liam Neeson run run off and do their own movie. I don't care about this other stuff. And I, that I, was great. I'll say this, and normally I don't root for the villains, but and I'm sure Squid would agree. I mean, <laughs> in, in Phantom Menace, I became a fan, much b- bigger fan for Palpatine. Oh yeah, Palpatine was doing the doing the business, doing the job. He's like, oh, I'm going to be in the Senate. Cool. I need to I need to get some power because these guys are completely incompetent. I don't know if you guys had heard this, but they have finally, Lucasfilms and Disney have finally given him a first name. No. Sheev. Do we care? Sheev Palpatine. Yeah. S-H-E-E-V-E. No, no, no. (laughs) Well, it's official. Sorry. No, no. I feel about that the way they feel about the Expanded Universe. Oh. Right, you guys can't make up your own fanfic and expect me to accept it. Screw you. It's official canon now. Sorry, Squid. Nope. Uh, it's still doc. just fanfic. It's ascended fanfic at best. Nope. I'm not going to take it. <laughs> okay. They can bugger off. You, you, as far as you're concerned, his first name is still Emperor. That's Well, his first name was originally Senator. And then Chancellor, and then Emperor. That's yes. right. Yes, yes, exactly. Or Darth. We could just go with Darth. Uh, mm, I get. Well, Darth is more of a more of a a title. I know. Than, I'm... A, than a name. I, I don't know. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I I just want to know. You know the story I'd like to see. If I have to see a backstory story, I'd like to see the. How did Senator Palpatine find time to get trained as a Sith? 
true. Which they covered it fantastic in the the Legend universe, they call it now. Uh-huh. Because they actually did a, they had a novel out there titled Darth Plagueis, talking on how Plagueis accepted Palpatine as his, as his apprentice, oh, and all the way up through getting him into the Senate and then him turning around and murdering Plagueis. That's kind of what they do. Right? He couldn't look surprised at that point. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> Good on you. And how Plagueis yeah. accidentally created, created Anakin. Well, you know, when you're when you're going around to people's tents and going, "Ooh, I'm the Holy Spirit. Let me do naughty things to you." You know, taking that clue from Zeus, maybe it's going to come back to haunt you. You're going to have a paternity suit. Well, that's why you just make the mom a slave and have her sold off. So yeah, what does that say about the Republic? Hey, we got this entire planet that's basically economically based on slavery. Is that cool, of you guys? The Jedi Council. Yeah, it's cool. We even got guys there. We know. What's well, no, on? they they explain that because I believe they in Phantom Menace they explain that uh, officially Tatooine was not part of the Republic. He's just on the outer uh, rim. Lies, 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 yeah. lies. They can try. Well, let's let's throw out the last thing here to talk about before we close down. And it's that time of the year, isn't it, Squid, for Steam sales? Dude, uh, there is no end to the Steam. And I mean that literally. Uh, it's Steam Summer Sale, which literally means there is no end to this year's sales. I believe every single damn thing on Steam is at least 30, well, at least 15% off, and often as much as 90% off. And In fact, there's so much, so much freaking stuff on sale, I've written two articles about it. And I only wrote two because I got done with the first one. I was like, oh, man, I, I didn't cover everything. Holy crap. So, yeah, there are two stories up on Storify that I am dropping the links in now for your later delectation, which cover in some detail with some discussion a whole bunch of games that are on sale and why you should want them and what you could like. But the short version is, what has been on your wish list the longest? Go look. See what it's at. It might be 90% off. There's so much... That's under five dollars right now. Wow! I there's a ridiculous amount of stuff. Um, if you were thinking of getting into Arma Three, you, you get all of Arma Three for thirty, but twenty bucks. Uh, twenty fifty-eight bucks if you want all of it and its expansions. Rebel Galaxy, one of the best sort of not quite three D space exploration kill pirates run missions. Games, ten bucks, fifty percent off right now. I just, there's just so much out there. I don't even know where to start. Homeworld, fifty percent off. Homeworld Deserts of Karak, fifty percent off. I, what do you want to talk about? What genre do you want to talk about? Uh, Stellaris, which I finally got to play. Yes, also ten percent off right now. You'd have that for thirty-six bucks. I don't even know what to tell you. I've only got three games on my my wish list. 
And uh, really, yeah. One of them I don't remember why it's on there. Blockstorm. Uh, because we used to play. Well, Eric still plays that. He's one of the best players in the world of Blockstorm. A <laughs> dollar thirty. Kidding, on thirty-nine the right now. Eighty percent off. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Killing Floor Two. Thirty-three yep. percent off. Twenty dollars. Not oh. on my list. I've played it. Um, you remember how much we you finally bought it? Killing Floor. No, no, no. They had some free weekends. They've oh, been that, trying that's to right. Pretty heavy. I remember how we we played Killing Floor, and it was yep. fun because you know movement wasn't too fast. You had time to yeah. respond. You could plan and sort of work stuff out. Yeah, yep. uh, Killing Floor Two is like the Call of Duty, uh, modern warfare of no, Killing Floor. Don't it. It's no. all Twitch, all all Twitch, all glitch all the time. It's no. not. It's, it's not fun. All right, I'm taking that off my list. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Ticket to Ride, um, the uh, the cyber version, two dollars and yeah. ninety nine cents. Good game. Uh, I've played the board game many, 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 many times. I played it a couple of times with my brother in Colorado, and now that he lives in Maine, I probably won't be playing with him for a while. Um. Yeah, that would pro- unless he gets a digital version. I've tried. I tried to convince him to do that. Oh, how do you feel about football? Oh, I hate football. You don't, yeah. Sorry. You don't care for it, do you? Nope. However, yeah. what if robots were playing football and it was turn-based? Oh, you, you know how I feel about turn-based games, so. Yeah, well, I was going to say Frozen Cortex is on sale for $3.74. Because I know that I'm... If you remember Frozen Synapse, which was one of the best turn-based squad control shooters ever. And they're working on Frozen Synapse too, so I'm down for that. Frozen Cortex is they took their engine and they said, how can we make this better? Also, how can we make it a sports game? So, yeah, there's, it's an awesome, very, very, very tight sports game, which secretly has a big, complicated narrative going on in the background between your playing of the game. It's it's interesting. And at four bucks, I I enjoyed it. It's also beautiful. It is a beautiful, beautiful game to look at. Um, but if that's not your kick, if that's not your thing, House of the Dying Sun. I it's it's in early access. It's developed by the guy. It's it's Mark Mike Tipple who's done a lot of good indie stuff. First person space combat game. Um, a lot of people will pitch it as one of the best VR heads-up games available. And they're right, but you don't need a VR rig to play it, play it well, and enjoy the hell out of it. It's sort of like Crossing, uh, sort of like Crossing X, the X series of, of flight space games with Homeworld, because you can pause the game and switch to a third-person outside view and and give things orders and the whole nine yards and switch back and forth. Uh, it's, it's really, really fun. And I'm not a very good pilot. I fully accept that I am a lousy pilot, but I'm a great commander. <laughs> so 18 bucks, and it's a new game that didn't come out very long ago, and it's 10% off. That's a good buy. No, actually, the game that I was looking forward to playing... This this month, uh, 
has been pushed off a couple of months. Ah, uh, No Man's Sky. Yes. I understand why you would want to... A lot of people are really pissed off about that. And, and here's the interesting thing. That got announced, and you know I've been following it pretty religiously. But when the pre-orders were announced, I didn't pre-order it. I said to myself, you know what? There are things that I will pre-order, but by and large anymore, I just won't. I want to see what happens. I've had too many things canceled out from under me or come out and be very different than what they were promised. And I, I, a developer trying something this ambitious with a game that is it has big promises? Look, do you remember Spore? Yep. I do. Remember how disappointing Spore was? Yep. Uh, Spore is also on sale, by the way. Uh, I'm, now, I'm looking now, at now, my now box that I have on, on my bookshelf right now, Spore. Yeah, yeah. Spore. Remember how big that was supposed to be? That's the sort of promises I feel from No Man's Sky. And I'm like, oh, I so want to believe you, but I've been touched before. Oh, I, I did pre-order it. I had I, money sitting there for the longest time, so I thought, eh, this will be the one. I, You know what? I can understand that. I can understand that. I mean, <sighs> No Man's Sky is going to be good if it even reaches half of the promises that it makes. But <clears throat> I also know that if it does reach half of the promises it makes, in a six-month period, we'll have clones and workalikes and sometimes even improvements because that's the way it's gone over the last few years. So I'm... I gotta let it go. I gotta. I'm waiting and seeing. I will let you go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Space Engineers is seven dollars and fifty cents. Oh, let's look and see if the game that I play the most is on sale up here. Which one? Oh, Ark. I know. I see you playing Ark all the damn time. Well, because I'm actually a server administrator. So I'm so sorry. How is Ark going? I've been meaning to poke you and say, hey, dude. I'm enjoying it. They, every, every three, four weeks, they add more dinosaurs. They add, uh, just on Thursday, they added a whole brand new biome. And if you remember the, the leader of our, uh, of our little group, MDH, when you came on for that weekend, it's a redwood, the redwood forest. And he's trying oh. to build in the Redwood Forest. You can actually make Ewok-type tree houses. They have – you can't cut the Redwoods down. They're so okay. big. But you can make tree house platforms you can build such. It around them. Right. And they've the – is 45% off, by the way. Yep, $16. Uh, but they've, they've added new dinosaurs. They're adding a new flying one coming up soon. Uh so yeah, I mean I'm, and we're we're playing with some mods too, so yeah, of course we're playing. I'm, which is I a, would like to be into Ark, but I'm just not. Well, if you ever do decide to come back, if it's a free weekend or whatever, you're still welcome to come back to our server. I think you'll enjoy what we're oh, doing. Thank you. Uh, I, you know, I like looking at Ark. I just don't like playing. And I there's a thing. There's a thing I've noticed is kind of a 
a split in game development right now it, between games which are really grindy but give you something to do and games which give you a lot of actions to do but aren't about grinding stuff up to to unlock the next cool thing so that you can grind some more so that you can unlock the next cool thing. Ark, you got to admit, it's pretty grindy. In, well, in a literal sense, when you're talking about berries. Well, actually, we we have the advantage that the uh, MDH does have the rating set up a little bit higher to attract people. All right, but so, you know, but yeah, yes, it is. It is say, a bit grindy. Yeah, I, I just I don't feel that. I'm just not feeling that love. The games that I've played the most recently, and I'm literally looking at my game playlist right now. Rebel Galaxy, because that will never not be fun, and the soundtrack is awesome. Um, it has a sort of dark country soundtrack. I I don't know. I like that sort of pseudo-Firefly kind of feel. And yeah, it's Firefly-ish. Um, Rogue System, which is that really complicated space simulator in space where you have to push the buttons and do the stuff to fly the ship. Oh my god, have I been playing that a lot. And... Super hot, which is looking at getting free DLC soon for Super Hot, which is the most innovative first-person shooter in years. If you haven't played Super Hot, you need. To. Have you seen my Super Hot videos? I, I uh, haven't. I've meant first, to look at them. Uh, I believe you talked about I, that last time we were on TMO. Quite possible. I put a new one up yesterday. Uh, it's uh, youtube.com slash squidlord for those people who want to keep up with my weird ramblings and crap. That's that's where you go to. Super hot is gorgeous, wonderful, great fun. Time only moves when you do first-person shooter. It's great. With a free DLC coming up with more maps and procedural generation, it's going to be even better. It's going to get crazy. Um Kerbal Space Program, which is 40% off right now. I know that off the top of my head. If you do not own Kerbal Space Program, go buy it. Right frickin' now. What the hell's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> no, seriously. It, look, <laughs> some people will tell you, playing video games is not rocket science. Kerbal Space Program is rocket science. Yep. Literally. <laughs> There's nothing I like... Know. Nothing like calculating an orbit in your head. Squid and I both, we, we promote that one. Oh, yeah. I just like to shoot zombies. You like to shoot zombies? Um, That's my thing. <laughs> well, hmm. I, let me check, in the, check the price on something. I might have... Well, I don't know about zombies. Uh, they're bots. Let's see. There's a game which no one talks about very much called Toxic. T-O-X-I-K-K. Sounds ridiculous. Um, think of it as a mid-90s first-person shooter. Remember uh, Quake 2K4 and that kind of style of shooter? Fast yeah. movement, awesome weird guns, crazy gameplay. Toxic is that kind of game, but with modern graphics. Like, high-end modern graphics. And it's really, really, really tight. And it's also 33% off right now. You can have a copy for $12.72. Or four copies for 37 bucks. 
Um, if that's the kind of gameplay you like, Toxic would be a good thing to pick up. And I don't think I don't think I've ever heard anybody but me talk about Toxic. I was actually in the Kickstarter for it way back when. It's 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 a good game. Once in a while, when uh, when I get my mood on, that's what I play. It's sometimes you just need the killing hands. Well, we got some good games out there that we can tell people to go buy. So, in uh, Homeworld, which finally got the Movement 2.0 patch out, so formations actually sort of mostly work now. And like like you mentioned a while back, we need to play that again. So we do, we do. Um, also, Deserts of Karak, which is the prequel, is on sale, fifty percent off right now. And I can, without hesitation, suggest that is a beautiful, awesome, fun game. If how much? How much is it with fifty percent off? Uh, Deserts of Karak, fifty percent off. Right now, he clicks over, is 25 bucks. It is one of the higher-priced games that I uh, I talk about lately. Yeah, I would, but I can't right now after having just plopped down for that car. So No, no, it's fine. It's fine. You know what? The funny thing about the summer sale, the, the Steam summer sale, it it is the presage of one important thing, the Christmas sale. <laughs> yeah, the winter sale will be here soon so if you spend your time on the summer sale going you know what let me drop money on games that are less than 10 bucks if you just did that you could keep yourself covered up in games for the next six months longer than you know until the winter sale I it has been a really, really good year on the summer sale for games which are more than reasonably priced, that are under 10 bucks, that are a lot of fun. I, I, it's almost too much in terms of sales. I, I don't know what to do with myself in a real sense. If I, if, I, I don't know what I'd do if my actual real full-time job was to review games and write about it. That I'd be done. I'd just be like, oh, too much to choose from. Can't decide. Oh, yeah, I'd be easy to decide. I'd play Stellaris and Rogue System. <laughs> I know exactly what I'd be playing. Never mind. Which I'm glad right now I'm not a game critic anymore. I mean, in that regard, because I'm stuck playing Ark. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes you got to set up your time and, and slice out. Um, seriously, if you're putting money aside for any game right now, uh, aside from No Man's Sky, if you have not already pre-ordered it, like Bruce, put a few dollars back and and maybe pick up Stellaris. Because Stellaris is stupid amounts of fun if you like grand strategy 4X games. And I don't believe there's another game in that particular genre, so you're not going to know. But I'll tell you right now, it's Sins of a Solar Empire is a great game and just came yep. out with an expansion, which is a little overpriced. I'm going to wait till the winter sale <laughs> on that one. Uh, I actually wrote myself a note to be reminded when that happens. Well, re- remind um, me when that happens, then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but imagine if Sins of a Solar Empire had a thousand, a thousand suns. 
each of which had multiple planets, each of which could be inhabited, each of which might be colonizable, each of which will eventually be absorbed into the one space government or another, which may or may not be your friend, whom you may or may not be going to war with, or trying to vassalize, or trying to subvert, or... Oh my god, it's just such a huge game. Now, it's a paradox game. They do Europa Universalis 4, which is a big, big grand strategy game, which is all about carefully manipulating other countries via war or plague or propaganda or politics, whatever. EU4 is is the best grand strategy game in the genre, and Stellaris is their first entry into space. Now, Paradox games are always kind of buggy at start. They usually take a few patch cycles to work out what they should do, and Stellaris is no exception. But, oh my god, I got invited to play a 16-multiplayer game one night about a month ago. And we played all afternoon into the evening. I, I think we had nine hours of gameplay. And at the end of that nine hours, I was one of the empires that was still alive, which put me ahead of several other people. <laughs> and I was just sort of, it's, it's very much a case of you kind of get into it and you start role-playing as your empire. And start talking to people, and you start, you know, working with your neighbors. And maybe your neighbor is an art- artificial intelligence, like literally an AI that's running an empire. Or maybe it's a real person. You're starting to work your your diplomacy, and then it's so much stuff going on. If you're putting money aside for any game that's over the $20 mark, Stellaris is the game you should be putting it aside for. 36 bucks because it hasn't been out that long, but if... If you are remotely interested in 4X games or grand strategy games or things like Moo, Master of Orion, remember that game? Yeah. Forget the new remake of Master of Orion. It's crap. Look at Stellaris. That's how good it is. Uh, if if 36 bucks is a little pricey, look at Star Ruler 2. It's not as good, but it's still pretty good. But really, get Stellaris. Okay. Well, I'm... <laughs> He's like, what? You can't hear me, right? Uh, yeah, we can. You were just—you uh, just seemed stunned. You were like, "Oh my God, too much, too many words." But it's good words. Well, okay. well that's about. But I, we do need to close this out because I have to get up early tomorrow. So. Yep, I can't be like Squid to stay up until four or five in the morning and then sleep till noon. Sleep till noon. I can't do that. Yeah. So. Uh. But I would like to thank Squidlord and Scottish Pearl for coming back tonight and joining us. We've been off, like I said, for a couple of months, so maybe next time we pop on next month, we'll let Squid talk about all the death that happened tonight on Game of Thrones. And maybe we'll have him talk about Preacher, which I'm sure you're still probably watching. Uh, Yeah, in fact, I've put off watching tonight's episode of Preacher until after the show. Because I knew that Game of Thrones would be so emotionally wrenching that uh, I just needed to to do something else because that would just be horrible. I just needed that needed it not to happen right then. So, I haven't watched Preacher yet, but 
I'm waiting till it comes to an end. Maybe binge watch it then. So, mm. but we will be back probably the last Sunday in the month of July, and then after, uh, well, once the fall hits, we'll probably go back to the weekly schedule again when we have more TV shows and stuff like that to talk about. So once again, thank you, Squidlord. Thank you, Scottish Pearl, for joining us. And as always, here is the lovely Megan to take us out. Thank you for joining us on the Media Outsiders. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on iTunes. Search for Media Outsiders. Also, follow us on Twitter at Media Outsiders. Join us each Sunday night at 9 p.m. Central. The talk show ID is 81865. This is the lovely Megan, and we will see you next time. Robot. Online. Standing by. Return to docking bay and power down. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.